0: I realized I had trouble pronouncing, oh, let me count the number of names that were in this book.
1: The experience of recording my audiobook
0: is also
2: certainly a really surreal experience because it means the book is done. And I think all of this came together subconsciously in my mind, and it kind of like this book was pregnant to be born. I just didn't know it. I was pregnant. Welcome to This is the Author. authors talk about narrating their audiobooks in this episode meet educational psychologist dr michelle borba political sociology specialist dr janice johnson dias and psychiatrist and neuroscientist dr judson brewer listen in as these authors talk about childhood development parenting and unwinding anxiety for all ages plus Hear what it was like for each of them to record their audiobooks.
0: Enjoy. Hi, this is Michelle Borba. I'm the author of Thrivers, The Surprising Reasons Why Some Kids Struggle and Others Shine. The reason I wrote Thrivers was because I was interviewing so many kids across the country and they kept telling me how empty they felt how depressed and stressed they were. These were highly educated kids who were extremely well-loved. My job was to figure out what was causing their pain and how we could turn it around so we raise kids who are more resilient, particularly in today's pandemic world. If I had to use one word to describe how I felt when I was recording this book, it was fascinating. Fascinating because I've really never had a chance to hear the words that I had written, and it just put a whole new take on the process. I really enjoyed it. I realized I had trouble pronouncing, oh, let me count the number of names that were in this book. There were so many children's names and so many incredible professors A foreign language that I had a real interesting time with my incredible director figuring out how do you pronounce the names I had been reading for so long. I think the proudest moment I had with the narration is not crying through some of the stories. There were so many heart-wrenching tales that kids had told me that I was really biting my bottom lip to try to get through some of them because I was so impacted by what they'd said. No, if I hadn't recorded my own audio book... I would love to have had kids record it. I learned so much from listening to them. Their perspective was profound, and I'd love to have parents hear their voices. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. Five days after the end of World War II, the peasant women in the Italian town of Reggio Emilia began building a preschool by gathering bricks from bombed-out buildings. The ravages of war made them realize that education must go beyond subjects, and also teach skills like how to collaborate, think critically, and help kids believe in themselves. The school would become an investment in their children's future. And the women named it Scuola del Popolo, or School of the People.
1: Hi. This is Dr. Janice johnson dias author of Parent Like It Matters, How to Raise Joyful, Change-Making Girls. I wrote my book because I have raised a joyful change-making girl who insists on harassing me and has prodded me to share what I have been doing with her and with the girls at the Grassroots Community Foundation. I also wrote my book because my joyful change-making girl has a fairy godmother by the name of Jacqueline Woodson, and they got together and decided that I could write this book. They prodded me and pushed me to do this work. But beyond that, I wrote this book because it was time to share the stories of the experiences I've had, the work that I've done, the research that exists, that offers us hope and strategy in this moment where we are all needing more hope and greater strategies to move our girls and the world forward. To describe the experience of recording my audiobook in one word, is to describe it as humbling. The experience has taught me the importance of learning from others and valuing the skills and talents of those who are not doing the same work you are. Listening to the director, taking guidance from a person who has experience doing it, listening to the engineers, hearing them guide you toward the feeling and the words that you want the audience to have. I feel humbled by it. It is also certainly a really surreal experience because it means the book is done and it's here and others will hear it. So I feel humbled. And I feel honoured also. I had trouble pronouncing many words. What people don't know, Jamaicans juxtapose letters all the time in our patois. So, for example, we say flim and surf a ticket. And so there is a part of the culture that often makes its way when I am speaking and read it, right? And it isn't that we don't know that the word is film or certificate. It's just a part of the way Jamaican patois unfolds. Simultaneously, I have a tremendous amount of saliva in my mouth, which I knew before this, luckily. And so words that end with S and start with S... The word asks and tasks. (laughs) There are so many words that I got tripped up on, and that does not include names. But in all, I think out of this, I will be a slower speaker, which is hard for Jamaican, but I'll also give more value to the meaning and the intonations of the words that I speak. And so I'm grateful. I am really excited that listeners get to hear academic research in regular words. That was important to me. So much of being in the academy, which is often described as an ivory tower, is that the information that we come to learn and know is written in such obtuse words that it's not often really clear how they're connected or how they're applied. And what I hope and I'm excited for readers to engage with is that they will have the academic language, examples, they will have strategies, and how these things are actually connected. And I'm really proud of being able to bring that forward. It was something that I was very concerned about because here I am, I'm a trained researcher, I've written, I guess. 16 or 17 academic articles. I've worked and talked mostly with academics for a good portion of my life. And I wasn't sure that I could translate it or that I could even write the words such that they made sense to people, not just academicians. So I'm very, very excited that you all will get to see these comprehensive, well-researched ideas, but written in a way that feels accessible and understandable. And I hope you will look up these studies. And if you do have academicians in your life and researchers who want to read them, they can read the studies. But for you, you'll just be able to know that there is evidence and data and that there isn't a wall between you and that evidence. That I hope I've really given you this opportunity to understand what we do as researchers so often and how research can be used and applied in your life and in your parenting practices and in finding joy for yourself and your family. If I hadn't recorded my audiobook, I would have cast Vanessa Williams. You might know her from New Jack City, from Melrose Place, from Candyman. A part of what I've always admired about her when I see her on the screen is that physically, in a lighter self, she resembles me a little bit. But she also has a voice that I feel like is really conducive to the lilt that I have and has a tremendous amount of energy. Her work is striking, and her voice is equally striking. I know that there are these unique characters to my voice. I think she would have done a remarkable job. An audiobook that I listened to that I absolutely loved was Warmth of Other Suns. I absolutely loved the voice, the storytelling, The pattern, the cadence, the richness. It was just everything. It was so good. My absolute favorite place to listen to audiobooks is my walk from my house to this street that I go on. It's about a four-mile loop. It's just so wonderful because I cross a highway... And then I go into a neighborhood, and it's almost like the rhythm of the audiobooks and the places that I go through often match. So I start out, they're kind of slow, I'm listening, but I'm not quite into it. Then I cross the highway, and then I have to go up a hill, the hill is very steep, and then I form my rhythm, and I can hear and kind of get more into the stories it invites me into listening more attentively to the book so I can not listen to the pain that I'm feeling. And that experience is so wonderful. So by the time I'm coming back down, I am fully in both the book and I also feel great relief in my body. So that is my routine when I have an audiobook. Lots of tension going up and complete relief coming down. Please enjoy a clip from my audiobook. As we undertake this journey with our girls, first we need to understand who they are on their terms. If we honor the ways that our girls are uniquely themselves, then both parent and child can gain insight into who she really is and just as important, who she isn't. Sometimes this is hard because we have our own ideas about who our girls should be. Sometimes we think they should be just like us. Other times, we think they should be our
2: opposites. Hi, this is Judson Brewer, author of Unwinding Anxiety. I was actually not planning to write this book The inspiration came to me when I was on a silent meditation retreat planning to do something else. And I had written a book in the past as an experiment to see if I could write a book while on a meditation retreat to see if I could get into flow while writing. So the process would be sit, walk, write, but only write when I was in flow. With this book, I went on another silent meditation retreat, and I was planning to do a lot of sitting and walking, but only do a little side project where I would write if felt inspired. About three days into the retreat, I felt really inspired to start writing, and I started writing, and seven days later, this book had basically written itself. Part of the inspiration here, I think, was just all of the previous experience I had had that came together as a confluence. So it was my meditation practice. It was the scientific research I had just done around anxiety. And in particular, something really interesting that I had found around how anxiety could actually be perpetuated through habits. And also my clinical experience helping people with anxiety. Over the past several years, I had seen some tremendous transformations of some of my patients who I had tried some of these concepts out with, who had gone from full-blown panic attacks and panic disorder to virtually being healed. It was really remarkable. And I think all of this came together subconsciously in my mind, and it kind of like this book was pregnant to be born. I just didn't know I was pregnant. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, the word would be Fun. I had no idea what to expect when recording this audiobook. In fact, I had auditioned to record my previous book and had not passed the audition. Somebody else got the part. So I was expecting that this would be really challenging. (laughs) And working with my director, Robert Kessler, the process was actually really enjoyable. So that's why I would use the word fun. It just, the time flew by. I kind of got into flow throughout the recording process, and he helped me stay on track so that it was just really, really easy to do. There was one word in particular that Robert had to help me with, which was a swage. My wife, I don't know if she does this jokingly or not, but she calls it a sewage. And so that had kind of stuck in my mind as perverting the word for me. So Robert had to set me on course there. I don't know if there's anything in particular that I'm proud of more than anything else. I'm just proud that people get to hear the stories of my patients and my research subjects who have done so well with learning these mindfulness practices. So I'm really excited for them to hear that come through in narrative form. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, book, I would cast Morgan Freeman. He has the most amazing voice and he just tells stories in the most engaging way. I can think of one of my favorite movies, The Shawshank Redemption, where he kind of narrated in addition to acting in the story. And it was just such a beautiful way to get that story across. Great movie. The last audiobook I listened to that I really loved was Michelle Obama's Becoming. She told this not only an amazing story, but it was so engaging that I really had trouble putting it down, so to speak. I love listening to audiobooks while driving my car down to the beach to go surfing. I have about an hour commute, and it's a great way to really immerse myself in a story before I immerse myself in the water. And now, here's a clip from my audiobook. Some people wake up with anxiety in the morning, that nervousness prodding them awake like a hungry cat, followed by unshakable worry that spins them more and more awake, no coffee needed and builds throughout the day because they can't figure out why they're anxious. This is the case for my patients with Generalized Anxiety Disorder, GAD, who wake up anxious, worry their way through the day, and then continue their binge-worrying late into the night, fueled by thoughts of, why can't I get to sleep? Other folks have panic attacks that come out of the blue, or, as happens with me, that wake them from sleep in the middle of the night. Still others worry about specific things or themes, yet oddly are unaffected by other events or categories that one would think should drive them bonkers. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening.
0: For more Behind the Mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.